Okay. Um, we're gonna um, open up with our devotional service with Don't You Let Nobody Turn Around. Yes. Don't you let nobody
Oh, you sit high and look low this morning, Father God. We come as a few of your handmaid servants this morning, Father God. We stand standing before your throne of grace right now, Father. Yes. We come right now, Father, with our head bowed in the locks of our shoulders. Yes. Father God, we thank you for the blood still running warm in our veins. Yes. Father God, we thank you for our early rising and close of our right mind. Yes. Father God, some laid down last night, Father, but did not get up the same, Father. Some laid down last night, Father, but did not see this day, Father. But Lord God, we come before you right now, Father. We come before you now, Father God, just to say thank you, Father. Father God, we thank you right now, Father God, for allowing us to dwell together, Father. One more and again, Father. In your house, I worship right now, Father. Somebody came seeking your love this morning, Father. Somebody came seeking a healing this morning, Father. Somebody came for deliverance this morning, Father. But Lord God, you sit high and you look low, Father. You know all about them one by one, Father.
in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. In your name, Jesus. In your name, Jesus. In your name, I pray. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
And what I like about it too, y'all, as we go into this prayer, we pray the prayer of faith is that God teaches me over and over again. Don't you try to figure out what, how I'm going to do it? Because I will do it. I will do it. I will come through. Amen. Now, I want y'all to live because some of you come in for the same prayer. I mean, it's praying the same prayer in the heart, right? Yes, he said, but God didn't answer. Yes, he did. That's what he did. Look, look back at your hands. Look back. Look. He told the disciples, what you have? Tell me what you got. Yes. He has showed me that. Sometimes the answer already been given. He's given it already. He said, but I want you to reframe your thinking on what you asked him for. Y'all got me. God don't fail. He's, he doesn't have the ability to lie nor fail. He's infallible. Thank you, Lord. He will give us what we need when we need it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Well, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we want to say how excellent is your name in all the earth. Father God, you're such a good God. Yes, you are. You're such an infallible God. We, we thank you for your omnipotence. We thank you for your omnipresence. We thank you for your, your ability to just not be able to lie. If you said it, you would do it. You've made so many promises, Father. Well, first of all, we want to thank you for your grace and your mercy. We want to thank you for forgiving us, Father God, even when we didn't deserve forgiveness. We thank you for your son that you sent to die on the cross for us. We thank you, Father God, that when you see us, you don't look at us for us, but you see us through the blood of your son, Jesus. And we thank you for that. That's why we come here this morning, Father God, this time and this purpose to come here, Father God, because you said that we have a right and a privilege to cover for you and trouble the mercy seat. You told us to lay our burdens at your feet and lead them there. Father God, right now, if it ain't one thing, it's another. When we get a mountaintop experience, Father God, the devil wants to take us and through the valley once again. But Father God, in your word, you said that you will be with us even through the valley and the shadow of death. We ask you, oh Father God, is to do what you say you will do right yes, now. Yes. Father God, right now, somebody need you for one thing and somebody need you for another. Yes. Father God, some people are on the sick bed of affliction right yes. now. And Father God, we don't know how you're going to do it, but Father God, we just ask that you get the glory. Yes. Yes. You get yes. the glory from whatever your people are going through right now. Have your way, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we ask of Father God that you just, those that are standing by and going through it with us, that you strengthen them as they go through it with us. Right now, in the name of Jesus, those caregivers right now, Father God, give them strength, unspeakable faith right now, in the name of Jesus. Father God, right now, make a way out of nowhere. Where there's no way we actually do what you do best. And make a way out of no way. Father God, right now we're in a struggle. Somebody's struggling with one thing and somebody's struggling with another thing. But Father God, we ask you to be that strong town right now. Raise the standard against the enemy right now. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Right now against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places. But Father God, you'll never lost a battle. You've never lost an encounter with the enemy. So we ask the Father God right now to fix it. Jesus, fix it like you said you would. And Father God, while we are waiting for you to fix it, Father God, give us the strength and endurance to hold on just a little while longer. And when you see your people have losing their grip, Father God, hold on to us. 
Because you said you would never leave us nor forsake us. So stand by us, oh Father God. And most of all, Father God, we, we don't want to grieve your name. Give us a spirit of thankfulness while we're going through the storm. Father God, we don't care how long the storm is going. Give us a spirit of thankfulness while we're in the storm right now. Right now, Father God, give us a spirit of thankfulness. So we know when the, when the praises go up, we know the blessings will come down. Bless your people, Father God. Encircle them around with the head of protection when they need it, 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 encouragement, when they need strengthening and recovery. Keep the enemy away from them. And when they don't see where to turn, when they can't trace you, Father God, help us to learn how to trust you. Even when we don't know what you're going to do. Father God, we just ask you right now to give us some word, some type of word, Father God, because you got it in us. Give us some type of word to hold on to. Just like when we reach the break, you reach beyond our breaking point. And come and bless your people. Bless New Jerusalem right Father, right now. From the top to the bottom, to the middle, to the outside. Bless and enlarge his territory right now. In the name of Jesus. Give us a committed spirit to you right now. Father, if you do these few simple things for us, we be so careful to give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. If it's something we forgot to pray, allow your Holy Spirit utter utterance that we don't know how to utter for us, oh Father God. We love you, Father God, and we believe that you will come through for us. If you do these real simple things, we so kind of thankful to give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. And all who love the Lord say, Amen. 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 And then put your hands to give God a hand clap of praise. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord.
notes or stream with us live on Facebook. It's good to know the Lord. Yes. Yes. Today is Grandparents Day. Amen to all the grandparents. We're celebrating all of us grandparents on this day. And to all our grandchildren, and I'm so happy to see mine in the audience this morning. We want, and others who are here this morning, and other grands who are here with their grandparents, we're just happy to have you in the sanctuary. But we want to just tell you to please remember that your grandparents' love is strong, deep, and filled with memories to treasure and keep. So love those grandparents, children. Happy Grandparents Day to all grandparents. We also have to say happy birthday today to those who are celebrating birthdays. And uh, Sister Angela, Grace is celebrating her birthday today. Amen. Happy birthday to Deaconess Furlough on tomorrow. And on Saturday the 16th, the mother of our church and her sister who's absent today, but will be celebrating your birthday. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. God is so good. And he kept us from last year to this year. And we got to give him praise and glory, church. Amen. We do want to remind the ladies that beginning this coming Friday night at 7 p.m., Seaford will be celebrating their 16th annual Women's Conference. And we have the information available to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You can just turn on your computer and zoom in on the law uh, of the link that we're giving you and just be a part of it. And we are very excited. Friday night at 7 o'clock and then Saturday morning at 9 a.m. So those of you who can join us, just see me and I'll make sure you get the link. Um, we want to remind you about FMU Day and our pastor's anniversary and I'm going to call Lady Jenkins to come forward with a few announcements regarding that and then I'll be back. To God be the glory. Yes. Just as a quick reminder, uh, of course, Pastor's Anniversary, we have a very busy October month. Uh, oct the third Sunday in October, uh, we'll, we will be celebrating our Pastor's Anniversary, so go ahead and pull out your purple ties and your massages and anything purple, um, and we know our financial responsibilities to our pastor, um, so we don't want to um, neglect what our responsibilities to, to him uh, and that special day for him. And following the third Sunday in October, we certainly want to encourage you um, to uh, get ready and be prepared to, to have such a wonderful day in service on the fifth Sunday of October, which is um, our Soul Sunday. We'll be celebrating SMU Day, Orange and Blue Day. And remember, the men and women are in a friendly competition. And men, remember, the women are going to win. <laughs> we are just simply asking, uh, we know uh, our church 
Uh, we are part of Seaboard Missionary Baptist Association, and we are part of the Florida General Baptist Convention, and we support Florida Memorial University, and that is what that effort is for. We are asking each member to give at least $20 towards this effort. You can certainly give more. Um, ask your family, friends, whoever wants to be a blessing to the students of Florida Memorial University. Um, but on the fifth Sunday in October, we will have a special uh, time and service to acknowledge um, that healthy competition um, and acknowledge Florida Memorial. We have envelopes in the vestibule, um, FMU envelopes. You can put your donations in these envelopes. If you are on the orange team, you are on the one women's team, circle the orange oak. If you're on the men's team, you are the blue team, circle the orange Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Circle the blue green. And anyone, any envelope that does not have a designated team, pastor has authorized that it goes to the orange automatically. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Lady Jenkins. Amen. And regarding the um, pastor's anniversary, we would just like for you to stay for just a moment following the service today. Um, the second Sunday in October, as she said, October is a very busy month. Um, so the second Sunday in October, we will be observing um, breast cancer awareness. And our own um, President Amy Thomas will be speaking with us on her uh, testimony of being a breast cancer survivor. And we are looking forward to that during our service. So the second Sunday, we are asking everyone, to, ladies especially, to wear your pink. And we will have the ribbons also for our um, men. Thank you so much for adhering to that. Um, our Please remember to continue to pray for all of our sick, shut-in, and bereaved, and we know the list of all of those who are on the ailing list. Continue to lift them up in prayer. We know God is still in the healing business. Yes, He is, and I have no doubt that He's going to do what He's going to do, and it's going to be done to His glory. Amen. So remember just to keep our pastor and leadership and our members and friends in prayer, and do pray for our nation. We're in a spot right now, but you know God is able. He is able to God be the glory. Today's inspirational quote is very simple. It's for grandparents, regarding grandparents. Grandparents are like stars. You don't always see them, but we know they're there. Amen. Back to the answer. God be the glory for a good thing he has done in this world and our lives and in the life of the ministry. Amen? Amen. Stay faithful. Yeah. That's all you got to do. You got to stay faithful and be fruitful. That's all we, that we are required, required to do. Govern yourself according to all the nonsense that's been read into your hearing. I want to, there's, there's no visitors in the, in the sanctuary. But I can see everyone's home. I know everybody. I know all God's children that's not here today. So we all at home, we thank God for you. I want to thank God and just shout out to you. Uh, being your pastor, I'm just happy that God had me here, and I'm just loving being pastor here. I thank God for Dr. James, Lady James, and his respective places, and what you add to the body of Christ in this 
section of the vineyard. Amen? Amen. I want to thank God for the sister uh, Stella Jackson and our choir. I can tell you the difference. I can tell the difference in, 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 in the, the level of the worship. I, I, think, I can tell what you're contributing to the body of Christ. We thank God that He allowed you to come our way. Man, you can. And we thank God for that. Amen. I am enjoying myself as pastor. I've been, I'm enjoying myself hearing you all. Amen. It's been song. I want to thank the church for uh, the birthday hug that gave me uh, last Sunday. I really, really thank God for you, church. I really do. Uh, I really don't. They tell me I should be turning it up, but I, I turn it up right here in church. And then you make, make, make my day, and I, I feel good. Uh, I thank God. I'm proud that I'm 62, and I've been told that I'm wearing it well. So I thank God for that. Amen. He's keeping me, he's keeping me fresh, and I thank God for that. And because of you, I, that's why I'm fresh. Amen. You are, you are definitely, you're definitely not a problem to pastor. Amen. You did put me in, um, Dr. James, I, I feel like I'm in a greenhouse. And you know, you take a plant and put it in a greenhouse, only thing, all the bad stuff that can get you the plant, can't get you the plant because of the greenhouse. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm going to make a plan for you. Yes, yeah. you so only the good stuff is coming. So all I can do is just become a better pastor. And if I'm not, that's because I'm just not eating and taking the nourishment that God has given me. But I thank God for you. I really, really, really thank God for you. Amen? Amen. 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 I think I've covered everything. We're going to pray for our sickness, right? Make sure we do that. God is still blessing. And he's moving at his own, very own time. All right? Amen. Uh, I covered everything I think I have. Yes. It's offering time. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, bring all the tithes to the storehouse so they be meeting my house. God said, prove me now, child. Go try me. See that I open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. Amen. I try to, I'm trying to teach you and show you that. And you know, it don't necessarily mean that when you give God that tithe, that he's going to bless you in an offering. Amen. Yes. Amen. He's going to be a blessing to your life. Yes. Amen. I mean that everything that can come against you, God kind of fix it so that you can make it through it. He doesn't let nothing happen that can, he just sets it up for you, all right? He gives you the hookup. Amen? And I thank God for Thank you, grandson. That's y'all. That's my grandson. He just knows what to do and when to do it. Amen. 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 Thank God. Let's bless this offering in advance. Oh, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for this portion of the service that we can give back to you that you have blessed this world. You told, you told us to bring all the tithes in the storehouse so that they leave in your house. Father God, we say you will open up the windows of heaven and pour a blessing that your children cannot receive. Just do what you say you will do. Bless our lives. Bless the lives of your people. Their goings in and their comings out. Come against the spirit of poverty and failure in the life of your people. And allow the spirit of success and prosperity to breathe in the life of your people. Enlarge their territory wide, their coast. Father God, whatever they are about to give unto you. Father God, return it back to them sevenfold. Press down, shake together, and run it over. And Father God, let this offering be used for the betterment and upbuilding of your kingdom. When given days are over down here, send us a place, O oh God. Anywhere in your kingdom will be just all right with us. And all the love of the Lord say, Amen. Amen. Church, go ahead. So you come from the back. 
and quiet and still and music so we can hear. Amen. Hear your word 
hear and respond in a positive way. Oh, bless us today. And if there be anyone in this house that does not know you and the pardon of you for their sins, we pray that you would cry loud them uh, to motivate them to come and give their hand to our pastor, but their hearts to our Lord and Savior Jesus. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
you turn your Bibles with me, the Old Testament book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 53. Old Testament of Isaiah, prophet Isaiah, chapter 53. I was going to start at the 7th verse, but I need to start at the 5th verse of chapter 53. Well. I'm going to shine some on the spotlight on verses 5 through 12 of Isaiah chapter 53. And you have to say amen. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord <clears throat> had laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge, shall my righteousness, where my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because, his, because he had poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many. And made intercession for the transgressors. That's deep, God. Yeah, yeah. I'll put a tag on this text. Jesus was bruised for me. Jesus was bruised for me. Preacher. I was a preacher's son. 
He came, he attended Florida Memorial University where he started his biblical education. But that did not leave me and my brothers and sisters without a manly, godly influence. My mother had three brothers, my uncle. They were strong men. They were very present while my father was here in school. I was the oldest. A lot more was expected of me. I had one uncle that I was more close to. He stayed around. He took me to school, picked me up from school. Anything I did wrong, he knew about it. And if I needed correction, he had no problem sparing the wrong. All right. All right. It came a time when I needed to know how to swim. It's strange for me to know that if you live in an island surrounded by water, you don't know how to swim. I don't understand that, but I'm just going to tell you my experience. I had to know how to swim. We had Dr. Jenkins back there in, in the house with that crystal clear water. We have what we call sandbars. Y'all don't know what it is. A sandbar is some distance away from the shore. That, that was a part of the under the sea where the, the, the water, the currents, rolls the sand together to where you can stand on it and the water would be ankle deep, even though you swam away a long ways from shore. It's called a sandbar. So now I'm with them and we're going to go swimming. I have no problem because my uncle's there and I'm not fearing nothing. So we swim out to the sandbar, but he is assisting me. Remember, I don't know how to swim. He's assisting me. We get to the sandbar and we stand up on the sandbar. And I'm looking around, feel like I did something. I know I didn't sit swim out there myself, but I really was holding on. He said, you ready to go back? I said, yeah, I'm ready to go back. He said, you think you can go back by yourself? I said, I don't know about that. He said, the only way you're going to get back is if you go back. <laughs> so I attempt to go back. Don't laugh, people, you fellow. And it's deep out there, y'all, because we are a little ways away. And I begin to drown. Go under the water. I can see while I'm going under this water, y'all, that my uncle is standing on the sandbar like, why he's not moving? He's not coming to save me. And I'm going under the water. I'm getting tired. Finally, after me doing much struggling, he shows up like he always does, scoops me up, and makes it to shore. I can't wait till I get home and tell my grandma that she knows her son did. I said, Granny, do you know what Ella did? No, I don't did. What he did? I said, he left me about to drown out there. She said, Ella, come in here. Why did he, why you let the boy about to drown? And I'm sitting there because Grammy always protects me from everything. When I'm supposed to get a whooping, she don't bother him. He said, listen, yeah, it's historical. I'm a trained lifeguard. We're trained as lifeguards. When we see someone drowning, let them struggle. So they have worn themselves out. Then you can go and save them. Because when the person is struggling, they will pull you under too. But when you have no more fight in you, you surrender. When you've done all you can do, you surrender to the Savior of you.
when Jesus is able to come in when we have done everything we can do. And he scoops us up. Because we tried everything to save ourselves. Entertainment, sex, drugs, money, achievement, house, cars, clothes. Those things are cheap substitutes for what really matters in life. Are y'all with me? Stuck with our suits and our ties, with makeup and our weave, our fingernails, our bags, our shoes and our pumps. To make us look like something we are really not. But when you strip us down naked, there's some stuff going on in my life. If I had to pay for it, I would be in hell this morning. But hallelujah, dear fellow. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace is upon him. Now, this one passage of scripture, sometimes Dr. Jenkins, I think, is misunderstood and misinterpreted to talk about physical sickness. By the health and wealth crowd, the prosperity crowd in churches, use this passage of scripture illegally, I believe, by saying that if you're sick, all you got to do is announce that with his stripes, we are healed. He's not talking about physical illness here, the prophet. Because it is not God's will that everybody gets well physically. Because you remember that the Apostle Paul, who wrote half of the New Testament, was stricken with a thorn in his flesh. Am I right about it? That God did not remove. So God may use your sickness. God may use your debilitation to get glory and honor out of your life. Because God God does not heal everybody physically. It is the will of God, though, that everybody would be healed spiritually. So by His stripes, we are healed. He's talking about salvation. If I apply the blood of Jesus, His blood cleanses me from all my sins. Now, brothers and sisters, there's a payment that had to be made. Jesus made it with pain. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. And he opened not his mouth. He brought, he was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. Are y'all in the book with me? And as a sheep before his shirt, he was dumb. He opened not his mouth. He was taken from judgment hall to judgment hall. From Herod to Pilate. Falsely accused. He was accused of sedition, of causing a riot against the Roman government, and then the Jews, the chief priests, the scribes, the elders accused him of blasphemy. He claims to be the son of God. They bring him up on false charges. And Jesus is brought before Pilate. His accusers and the Bible says he opened not his mouth. Pilate said, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus does not answer. Then the scripture says, Dr. Jesus, Pilate's wife, Mrs. Pilate said, don't have anything to do with this man. He's a just man. I have suffered many things because of him in a dream. 
And Pilate asked them to bring him some water so that he can wash his hands and absolve himself of the guilt of this innocent man. Then Pilate asked him again, watch me now, who are you? Are you the king of the Jews? Do you know that I have power? <laughs> this is my most favorite, one of my favorite parts of scriptures that God gave me. Don't you know how power to take your life? And it's then that Jesus speaks out. Jesus says, no man has the power to take my life. Can I hang out there just for a minute? Can I pop right there, friend? I think about, I had to unpack that portion of scripture as I studied it. Mother Thomas, that's just like us. We think we so much. Yes. And a bag of chips. We think it's all about us. If God didn't say so, we wouldn't even have woke up this morning. We are so involved in what we're doing. We don't even got time to come to church. It's hard, but it's right. And let's know. You don't even got time to come to church on Sunday morning. You got so much in your schedule that you can't. Do you know God will disrupt your schedule? Don't even hear me. Matter of fact, you forgot who got you a schedule in the first place. Okay, you busy washing your car. You busy going to the games with the kids. Yeah. I don't know why anyway they got to have all the football games on Sunday. Yeah. It's the trick of the devil. The devil is alive. You got time for God that made it all happen. Yeah. You would not exist in grief. Your very being is in God. Yes. Yes. I thank God that I got enough sense of right of mind to know Whose I am, what I am, and who created me. Are y'all in me right now? Because guess what? When I don't have time to go to Sunday because I came to church, God gives me that time. Because God got to know a way. I'm trying to tell people of God all the time. God got a way of making the sun stand still for you. Joshua played a radical prayer. And ask God to ask the sun to stand still. How does God translate and make it applicable to us? Guess what? I'm going to give God, I'm going to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all things and all other things the Bible says will be added unto me. He will work it out for my good, y'all. I'm a living witness. And y'all ain't got to go business together to me. Job, church, what you said. And God makes it happen. Because he just got it that way. Get the order, get the priority right. Are you hearing me? Pilate said, don't you not got power to take your life? That's what Jesus Stephen said. No man. He knows now. He didn't say, ain't nobody. He didn't say no. He said, no man. Why y'all think he said that? Can I get a flashback? I'm sure why Jesus was standing, listening to this fool tell him he got the power. He said, I created man. I blew breath of life into him. And man became a living soul. But you tell me you got a power. No man take my life. I lay it down. And if I lay it down, I have the power to take it back up again. Jesus willingly went to the cross to die, paying it for my sin. He willingly laid down his life. He willingly surrendered his life as a payment, as a ransom for my sins. My brothers and sisters, 
Our debt had to be paid. A payment had to be fulfilled that I did not have and you didn't have the power to make. So God sent Jesus and poured on him, listen now, the whole wrath of the mighty God, unfiltered, undiluted, that Jesus took our punishment as payment for my and you and our salvation. Think of the worst sin you think you committed. Jesus nailed that to the cross. So that the bill would never come due again. So that the bill would never come due again. Somebody should have shot it right now. That should be the shot for you right there. The worst thing you have ever committed, Jesus nailed that to the cross. So that the bill would never come due again. Jesus paid for it with his blood, y'all. That it would never come due again. Another payment for another sin again. Because not only does Jesus forgive that sin, Jesus forgets it. Are y'all with me in this? It's simple. Ain't nothing deep about this. I'm just telling you about salvation. Jesus not only forgives it, he forgets it. You might get forgiveness from amongst us. But we won't forget what you did. Every chance we get, we're going to bring up what you used to be. Church people get on my nerves sometimes, Dr. Jenkins. Not these church people, just church people. With their bad memory. They can always remember your sin. But they got no problems remembering their sin. There's so much good in the worst of us and so much bad in the best of us that it behooves each of us not to criticize the rest of us. Because all of us have sinned and deserve condemnation. Are y'all with me? He was bruised for me. He made my payment at the cross. Now here's the plan of God. The plan of God is in verse 10. And verse 11, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his day, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. For he shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many? For he shall bear their iniquities. I read in the book. He will justify many. Isn't that what the word says? He came to make a payment in Jerusalem for the whole world. To justify many. That word justify, Dr. Jenkins, is a beautiful word. Justify. He came to justify. He came to put me in right standing before God. Are y'all with me? He came to put me in right standing for God. And so that when I see God, I am justified. I'll let you pass the seat of the hell of the Holy Ghost. Can I, can I just make this thing make sense and be plain to you here? Justification means me. Being justified does not mean that when I sin, God does not see it. Justified does not mean when I sin, God doesn't know about it. But what the word justify is, if we 
break it apart. It's just as if I didn't sin because God can't see it through the blood of Jesus. Y'all with me? I don't sin you He just don't see it. And he know I did it because he knows all sees on his right all the time. But guess what? He's looking at me through the blood of Jesus. That's why I can approach him just like I didn't do nothing. My sin has to be atoned for. Jesus atoned for my sin. And since I've been a Christian, I sin some more. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But God doesn't hold sin against me because Jesus took the penalty and made the full payment. I know why you're laughing, Mother Tuck. You got to know about the salvation, Mother Tuck. See, see, the other religions, they want you to think you can work upon something. You can't work upon salvation. At your best day, we raving it. He made the penalty, and so this is a different. Can I make, can I go a little further with it? Yeah. This is different. So now I have a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Can I make that good enough for you? Yeah. I have what they call a barista, Doctor G. I have an advocate. I have somebody standing alongside the fire. That every time I sin, he reminds God, I paid for it with my blood. I pay for it on the cross. And so I don't have to live my life in y'all's shadow. I don't have to let your issues with me stop me from praising God. I don't have to let your problems with my past have anything to do with how I give God glory. See, see, if you think like that when you come to church, y'all can't sit still when the song goes. I'm trying to tell you why you ought to be praising God even if you don't see like you. Because my worship is personal. Yes, yes, yes. The way I praise God is an individual thing. Yes, yes. Why I do what I do, why I holler because I holler, why I cry, that's my personal thing. Because you don't know like I know. What he's done for me. And yes, I told him yesterday I was going to do better. And I didn't went back today. And I didn't say it. But guess what? He gave me some new verses when I got up this morning. And if he allows me to keep getting up, I'm going to get better at it, Nina, because guess what? When I did yesterday, I'm going to do half of the day, but I ain't going to do it all. Because every day, every round goes higher. The devil tried to make you think that because you didn't get it all right. No, that's physical thinking. That's natural man thing. No, God don't work like that. Salvation is a work. So, devil, yeah, you got me go half of the way yesterday, but I ain't even gonna go a quarter of the way today, devil. Because guess what? God has said the fight's been fixed. It's already won, devil. I got the battle. Jesus paid it all, and all to him I owe. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Thank you, Lord. Uh huh, uh huh. That's why I praise God the way I do. You know why? You should, no one has to encourage you to praise God because you understand what your salvation is all about. So when I start thinking about God redeeming me, it doesn't have to be on Sunday morning. I don't have to be preaching in New Jerusalem to get happy. I don't have to be in the church house. When I think about what God has done for me, 
doors he has opened for me, ways he has made for me, enemies that he has conquered for me. How I think about it, Sister Mars, I have a brighter future right now because I God said I know the plans I have for you. So if you mistake my 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 my, my faith for this in my walk for arrogance, it's not my arrogance. It's that I know who I am, who's called me, and I know what my destiny is. I don't have to run on the sea with the end of the we sing that song, Sister Stella, but guess what? I know what the end is gonna be. Because he said that he has prepared a place. I know the enemies he has conquered for me. God's been good to me. Not just in saving my soul, but giving me blessings I don't even deserve. And when that comes to mind, my soul just rejoices. Because I know I've been redeemed. Again, again. People who are super, superlicious, supercilious, that's the word I want, supercilious and fake, people who perpetrate and think church is for good people. Church is not for good people. Excuse my girl, church ain't for good people. You got the thing all mixed up. The church is not for good people. Church is for people who know they are no good. And the only reason we got an opportunity to praise God is he woke us up this morning. He brought me from a mighty long way. He made a way out of nowhere. He saved me. He sanctified me. He filled me with his Holy Spirit. So now, he went through the pain. He made my painting. He fulfilled God's plan. Now he's given me, here we go, a place. He's given me a place. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Are y'all understanding some boundaries? That where I am, then you may be also. And the reason why my place is secure is because Jesus allowed himself to be numbered with the transgressors. Are y'all hearing me? I'm still in the text. He went to hell in my place. He shivered in my cold. He suffered in my heat. He took on a body of weakness and contamination. And he died on a cross. Holy Ghost, help pastor preach this right. Didn't he die? Didn't he die? He died on an old rugged cross. They pierced his hands, y'all. They pierced him on the side. They nailed his feet. And they were standing around the cross saying, Saved others, yeah, he did. Let him save himself now. If he be the son of God, this is what they were saying. That was a thief. That, if he be the son of God, why didn't he just save himself? And there was a thief hanging on the cross who said to him, You saved others, save yourself and us. And the other thief who was on the right hand of Jesus told the thief on the left hand, Leave this man alone. He's done nothing amiss. We are receiving justice for our deeds. And then he looked at Jesus and said, Father, when you come into the kingdom, remember me. 
Jesus said, Verily, verily. Stop dying. Jesus stopped dying for this. Verily, verily, I say unto you.
As the choir sings, let us stand. The door of the church is open for the second. I live a Christian experience of candidates for baptism. Everyone today, two, three, one, two. The door is open. Jesus is there.
subs. You know, got a whole bunch of pizza back with me, y'all. Lord have mercy. God bless it, huh? God oh, bless us, Angela Grace. Amen. She will feed y'all up subs. Humber, and she feed y'all. Amen. Got some pizza back there. I can bring that pizza. I said, bring them whatever you want to bring. Amen. This is not one of the churches full of love. This is a church with a whole lot of eating going on. Okay. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to bless the food and I'm also going to bring the next day. Amen. Okay. Father God, we actually uh, bless the food that's provided for you, brother Bonnie. Bless the hands that are provided. Bless this angel, Father God. Bless the goings in and the comings out. Father God, lodge her territory. Bless the financial inspiration right now. Bless your people as they dine and enjoy this food. Now and forevermore. Let the church say, God has spoken.